You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. Psalm 42, famous, famous verse, one you probably already have heard many times, but let's read it and then let's dig in on it. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God, and here it is, when, when can I go and meet with God? Father, we come before you today, we ask that what's in this psalm would be in us. This ache in the psalmist, may it not be written off easily by us. God, may it be injected into our hearts. Lord, we want this longing, we want this desire, we want this ache to be in us, Lord. So come, we just pray. And in these 21 days, we ask that you would work supernaturally. Lord, that it would be something that it's your activity and and we just come before you and we can schedule some meetings and we can schedule a fast, but it's you, God. We need supernatural activity. We need you, Lord God, to light our hearts aflame. We ask that you would increase our spiritual thirst. We honor you and we love you. And everybody said, amen. amen. So this idea of focus is just what you focus in on. Where you focus each one of these weeks has been what you focus on forms your desires and what you desire then shapes your decisions and then your decisions then shape your destiny. And so if you focus on the wrong things, it'll mess up your destiny. And our goal is, is in 2018, 21 days of prayer and fasting, fixing our eyes on Jesus. God, we wanna focus in on you. We wanna fix our eyes on you. And I think... When we think about this text here, Psalm 42, sometimes it's easy for us to just kind of write off the level of spiritual thirst that exists in the psalm because we've heard this many times. I mean, I don't know about you, but the first time I heard this was not even the Bible. I heard it the first time as a song. And so I remember being a teenager, reading the Psalms and reading that it was in the Bible and thought it was like, oh, I didn't even know it was in the Bible. I just thought it was a song. Because I grew up singing, as the deer, I didn't know it was in the Bible. I just thought we sang it. I remember a painting in my dad's office of little tiny deer just drinking from the streams, you know, pretty little painting. I actually remember a mug, you know, like saw it at Mardell Bookstore, you know, like. I think sometimes whether it's a logo, a mug, a song, it's easy for us just to kind of write it off as cute and this little idea. And there's a reason why that level that the psalmist is saying where it's not really about the metaphor. It's really about the level of thirst. And he's drawing on this picture where he says, like a deer. I want you to picture a real deer. And if you're a huge hunter like I am, just kidding. Um, if, you, if you know, if you've been around deer, picture a real deer. I mean, the, the pant the ache, the, he's using this picture of a real animal that's really thirsty. It's, it's not the song, and it's not, the, it's not cute. It's real. And I just want us to just come before the Lord in these 21 days. And as we go into this last week of prayer and fasting, say, God, increase my spiritual thirst. Lord, there is some thirst inside of here, but Lord, I want it to be stronger. Increase hunger. Increase ache. Increase thirst in my heart. Because the truth is, God made you for relationship. You work best in relationship with God. In the same way that your body desires water to drink, your soul needs, lives on drinking in God. 
And so in the same way that your body can become thirsty, so your soul is thirsty. It's not a question on, on if it is or it is. It's thirsty. The question is, what do you feed it? What do you give it? What do you drink in? And so, man, my prayer for us in 2018 is that we would actually turn up our thirst for God, feed on him, because all the other things ultimately cannot satisfy. And though you drink deep of them, man, you can study culture. You can look at it and you can thirst deeply of great appearance and work on it. And you can thirst deeply of great affluence and work on it or great power and work on it. And all those things, and even people that have achieved all those things at the end of the day go, there's still an ache. There's still a thirst. There's still Why? Because you're made for a relationship. That spiritual thirst inside of you, God put it in you. And so when you read through the scriptures, whether it's Adam and Eve in the garden, walking with God, or whether you read through the Psalms as the Psalms talk about thirst and ache for God, or whether you're listening to Jesus in John 7, or whether you're reading about in Revelation, all who are thirsty, all throughout the scripture, it's this idea. You have a soul thirst. You have a spiritual ache. You've got a thirst. God put it in you, and the only thing that ultimately satisfies is him. And so, man, in 2018, what happens if in the midst of an affluent nation, in a nation where you've got so much available, if we come before God and say, God, may this not just be the song that I learned in Sunday school. May this not just be the logo of a ministry, but I want my soul to thirst after God. I don't want it to be theory. I don't want it to be something from my past. In the present tense, in 2018, God, increase my thirst. I love the way John Piper writes. He said this, you are made to live on God. You have a soul and a spirit. There is a you that is more than a body. If you don't drink from the greatness, wisdom, power, goodness, justice, holiness, and love of God, your soul will die of thirst. Like here's the reality, friends. You are, you, you were made to walk with God. That thirst inside of you, only God can quench it. And so in 2018, we're coming before God. And before we do any of these ministries, and we're gonna do them, I mean, there are so many great things that God has put in the hearts of people in our church. There's so many small groups that, pe- that the, the Holy Spirit is dropping ideas. There's new ideas about how to reach the lost. There's new ideas that the Holy Spirit is giving to people about how to help fathers become better fathers. There's new ideas that the Lord's giving people about how to help people who are hurting in the poorer parts of our city than go in and help. There's all kinds of ideas that people are communicating. This is what God is doing. This is the ministry and we love it. And it's our aim and our goal to help facilitate as many as we can to help do what God's called us to do. But before we do anything, we wanna take 21 days and come before God and say, this is not about just religious activity. This is about soul thirst for God. This is about you, God. This is about what you're doing. This is not about us. This is not even about all of them. And we love the ministry stuff, but we are hungry and thirsty. And I want to encourage you in your church and in your own life, in your marriage, in your family, hey, plan all the great stuff. Plan the vacation. Plan the, do it right. But plan this. As for me, my soul thirsts for God. And I thirst first for God. The, the strongest, the strongest desire, the strongest, yeah, the strong, I mean, it might not be there yet, but you've got a vision for it. You've got a vision that says, this is, this is where I want to go. And it may not be that you're living there, but you aim for it. I love the way C.S. Lewis said, if I find in myself desires that nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. 
You were a friend. You were made to feast in the present while you walk on planet earth in a relationship with God that satisfies. And so that's why you can see, you can see some people that are walking closely with God and you're like, hey, you could make more money. Hey, you could look a little better if you buy some nicer clothes. Hey, and there's this contentment and you go, what's wrong? What's different? And it's just that thirst for God is stronger than the other thirsts. And there's other people that got a whole lot of those things going on and the thirst for God is alive. Here's my, my question for you is, is it first? Is it number one? Is there this, and can you, can you come before God in 2018 and just say, God, increase it. If it's available, man, God, I wanna live there. I wanna live with spiritual thirst. I don't wanna live on empty. I don't wanna live having reasons why I don't have spiritual thirst. 11 John 7 where the, the setting is, is that Jesus is in the temple. And in our day, it's easy to get to church. Transportation's quick and easy, but back then they would have to walk or maybe ride a donkey or something. It took more time. And, and they were going through the whole process in the temple of the sacrificial system that was difficult and hard and exchanging currency and, and all the animal sacrifice and had the priest there. And it was, it was, it was quite an ordeal. And in the middle of this feast of tabernacles jesus stands up in the midst of all kinds of religious activity and jesus in john 7 looks at all the activity in the temple and he says the most epic phrase about spiritual thirst that i want us to get deep into our heart today where he says on the last and greatest day of the festival jesus stood and said in a loud voice not quiet not sweet little jesus hey guys loud voice loud voice jesus says i just want you to Think loud Jesus, because I know we always think sweet Jesus. Think loud Jesus. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Anyone. So that means anyone. You. No, David, but I got a reason why I'm too bit. You. No, but someone's hurt me and I did. You. I got a lot of things to do for God. That whole, that whole spiritual, that's for, the, that's for the prayer people. That's not necessary. No, you. Mm-hmm. Jesus. He says, anyone who is thirsty. So what I want to invite you to is, man, 2018, your own vision. You got a vision. You got, you got a plan. You got a plan for your money, and you got a plan for your time, and you've got a plan for your vacation. You've got a plan for your yard, and you got, you got some plans. And in the midst of it, put right at the front, right at the center, here in 21 days of prayer, as we come before God, God, you're number one my relationship with you, I want to ache, I want to thirst, I want to long, I want to desire, I don't want it to be a foreign concept to me. If, if it is possible to be a man of God or a woman of God that walks in friendship with you, I want that to be the number one craving, longing, desire, thirst, ache, hunger in my heart. I want it, God. I want it to be real. I don't want to have another year go by why it's not true of me. And listen, what I'm not saying is, I, I understand it goes up and it goes down, and, and, but I am talking about focus. So I'm not putting desire as supreme. What I am saying is focus. And if you focus and you create, I'm talking about creating calendar time on your schedule to meet, meet with God, to be with him. You focus it. If you focus that, then it'll impact your desires. And that desire impact that decision. Man, it's, it's got calendar time. I've got it 
on my schedule. And that'll impact your destiny. That'll impact just how close you are to God in 2018. And that's my dream for you. And I want to invite you just here in 2018, before we, before we, I mean, it's, it's, I've never been so excited in my life. I mean, we've got, there's so many wonderful things that God is doing right now as we start ministry. I'm so enthusiastic about all the things. But right here, we're going to start with 21 days and just say first. We thirst first for you. First thing is you, God. You're number one. So I want to invite you just to choose to thirst. Just it's, it's my choice. Whether I feel it or not, God, it's, it's possible to have God be number one. It's possible to have a spiritual thirst expand and grow in my heart. And so I'm going to start with you, God. I want to thirst first for you. A.W. Tozer said this, Oh God, I have tasted thy goodness and it has both satisfied me and made me thirsty for more. That's what some of us ha has happened to some of you, even in these first uh, two weeks of 21 days of prayer. It's this, it's this dichotomy because you go, wow, I, in one sense, I, I've worshiped or the scriptures leapt out of me and, and so I'm satisfied, but it actually makes me more thirsty. I'm, man, I, there's this, this new level of contentment and, and peace in my heart because I'm not in the rat race, but, but I'm hungry for more. I am painfully conscious of my need for further grace. I am ashamed of my lack of desire. Oh God, the triune God, I, I want to want thee. I love that. I long to be filled with longing. I thirst to be made more thirsty still. I thirst for thirst. And that's, that's a beautiful spot to be. <laughs> God, not quite thirsty yet, but I thirst to thirst. I want to be there. And that's a beautiful spot. And that's the God, God, I'm believing. God, help me. And that's where you could start. God, just help me, help me thirst to thirst. Show me thy glory, I pray thee, so that I may know thee indeed. Begin in mercy a new work of love within me. That's, that's what I invite you to pray here at the conclusion is, God, start this new work of love inside me. This spiritual thirst, let it grow. Let it grow inside me. Because here's what's going on inside of you. It's this, all the, all the rituals of religion can't satisfy. It's just a person. And Jesus, in the midst of the temple, says, all who are thirsty, it's me. Come drink. All right? And in the middle of all the activity, man, and we're going we're gonna to have, the dominoes are going to go down. We're going to do a lot of activity. But I, my prayer is that we don't do a bunch of activity and it be fueled by anything other than this. We thirst first for you, God. I mean, my soul thirsts. When? When can I go and meet with God? And I just want to invite you to this resolution. I'm going to know him. I'm going to walk with him. I met Renata when I was 19 years old in Chicago. And my first prayer after I saw her was, oh, God, yes, yes, Lord. If, I, if you love me, can I marry her, God? Uh, and then I was, you know, all like, ha, 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 you know, a little awkward. How you doing? And, What's up? And, um, and uh, we, about, about our fifth date, I can't remember the exact number, but it was about our fifth date. Um, she was in Oklahoma City, and, um, and we, I, I wanted her to meet my family. And so um, my, my sister was there, and I decided just to do this little meal where we met at an Italian restaurant. I wanted Renata to meet my sisters, and so I'm a triplet. And um, so, so we were all 19 at the table, you know, and it's, the, it's my triplet sister. And it's this girl that I am, like, praying, you know, will 
not stop going out with me. Like, I'm just sure she's going to find a reason why I'm not quite good enough. Have you, I don't know if you've been there, but anyway, so I feel, I know, maybe it's just insecurity, but that was confession if it was. Anyway, so, um, and so, so we're at this, we're at the, we're at the table and, and I'll never forget it because my, my sister, like, just starts this ocean of Bible revelation. I mean, she's just like, and then the Lord said this, and then the book of Revelation, and the Holy Spirit said this, and the God says this, and I want to pray this. And, and I remember I was like, uh, uh, and, you know, and I'm not, I'm, 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 I know Renata really loves God. I'm trying to figure out if this is, like, overwhelming her or if she's liking it, you know, like, mm, and we're, we're walking out to the car, and it's just Renata and I, and I open up the door for her, and I look at her, and she's just crying, and I was like, mm. She's going to think my family's cray-cray, and she's going to punt on this relationship, you know. I look at her, and, and she says this phrase. She goes, you know, she, I don't know. I don't know God like that. And then she drops her chin so she can look at her boyfriend who's an inch shorter. You know. <laughs> she looks at me, and she goes, but I will. And I was like, will you marry me? What's up? I'm like, mm, Lord Jesus, here's my prayer for you in 2018, that we would read Psalm 42. Like, I don't know God like that. I, is a deer pants from water? I soar. I got a lot of good stuff. I got great radio and some songs. I got a good life. I got a decent car. I got, I mean, you know, it's fine. She would get, instead of reasons why not to, reasons why to. Mm. You read that song. I don't know God like that. I don't ache. I don't thirst like that. But I will. But I will. And so I want to invite you just to lock in with that. Man, okay, God, number one is whew, I choose to thirst. And then I want to invite you just to, in this year, schedule first what matters most. And if, as your pastor, if I could get anything for you, it's that you would meet with God that you would spend time with him, that you would carve out some space and put calendar time. And maybe that's, maybe that's focus time in a certain chair with the perfect latte with, you know, whatever. And maybe it's on the commute to work where suddenly ESPN radio goes off and I just fill it up with singing worship songs to God. But it is a time that is you and him, that you are the premier number one ache of my heart, oh God, and so, God, I come, and I'm going to feed on you. I'm going to thir- And, God, I, I'm thirsty to be made more thirsty. And some of you, it's going to look like a journal where it's written and left-brain people where there's, it's all dated, and it's a perfect notebook, and it's, everything's right. And some of you that are a little more right-brained into drama, you're, you're just going to be driving and screaming at God. <laughs> but it's this. It's real. It's you and him. And it's not a religious formula. It's an ache in your heart. It's a, the overflow of the thirst is when can I go meet with God? And so you schedule it. You put it on the, I don't care if it's five minutes, but man, far more than, I, than I'd love for you to lead a small group and I'd love for you to lead a small group. Far more than I'd love for you to go through next steps so that you can figure out what God's called you to do and take steps towards that. And I hope you do. And far more than jumping in and serving somewhere. And man, I believe that we ought to be servants and make a difference somewhere. But my number one dream for you is that you would know God. 
my number one dreams. That, man, the overwhelming ache in my heart is I thirst, first for God. I want to know God more than I want anything else. And it's what Paul says in Philippians 3.10 when he says, I want to know Christ. And it's this resolution. I will. I'm going to get close to God. I was reading this week kind of a funny story uh, about a race, a dog racing track in Florida where they have like the mechanical rabbit and the mechanical rabbit goes and then all the dogs follow. But it, at, this, at this track, the mechanical rabbit had an electrical problem and exploded in the middle of the race. And so, so the story is what the dogs did when they didn't have a rabbit to follow. And the story is, is that one of the dogs just ran into a fence, just didn't know where to go. Oh, yeah, the dog lover right there. Just bam, ran into a fence. Another dog turned and saw all the crowds and just started howling and barking. You know, going crazy, yelling at, I mean, barking at the people. Most of the dogs just sat down, just, but not one dog finished the race. <laughs> Here's what I think happens to us. We say, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. You take your eyes off Jesus for the illustration, only the illustration. The rabbit, take your eyes off of Jesus. And that's what a bunch of us do. It's like, you just, you just crash your life. You just, bam, run into a fence. Because you know what? You don't thirst first for God. So because you don't focus on him, then you don't desire him. When you don't, don't desire, you don't make your decisions. When you don't make decisions, well, then you change your destiny. Some of us... <laughs> We take our eyes off Jesus, off the rabbit, and you just get mad at everybody. I mean, somebody hurt you, some ministry messed you up, some reason why you're not accomplishing your destiny, it's somebody else's fault. And you just getting with you over coffee is just like getting with somebody, it's like, Burr! you're just mad. You're just upset. <laughs> Most of us are just like, I'm just too tired. I'm burnt out. I did, I, I did something for God back in the 90s. And here's my dream. Man, you keep your eyes on Jesus, and you, you, you carve out before you ever do a small group, before you, ever, before you ever serve on a dream team, before you ever do any of those things. You've got this vertical relationship with Jesus that's real, and you ache, and you thirst first for God. You spend time with them, and you get, you get bumped, you get hit, and you just forgive. Why? Because Jesus forgives, and you're with him, and he coaches. And you, 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 know, you can actually have Jesus help you be a disciple of him. <laughs> if you get along with him, it's amazing. My prayer for you is that is you, just, you just get along with God every day. Keep your eyes right there on Jesus, the Hebrews 12 idea. We fix our eyes on Jesus. We don't want these things. Let's throw off the things. Let's get rid of the stuff that easily entangles. Just, let's just throw it off. And that's my last encouragement to you today. Delete your distractions. Throw off the things that easily entangle. That sounds a little bit like Hebrews, right? Let me give it to you in 2018 delete distraction just get rid of it david but we live in a culture where all we all we ever want is more you want me to get rid of something impossible insane i thought all we do no in order for you to accomplish being with jesus the way that you're gonna ache and thirst and actually put calendar time on your schedule i want to invite you to delete to delete some stuff i was reading an article this week on CNN.com that said that the average American spends 10 hours on a screen every day. 10 hours on a screen. I don't know what you can delete, but you can delete something in order to make first place. I mean, number one, that time. I want to invite you to treasure it. Fight for it. Fight. That's, 
that's your time and delete something. Delete, here, the reality is, is that for many of us, technology is robbing us of the possibility of being with God. And we don't wanna say it, <laughs> but the truth is, listen, there's a lot of great stuff. You can connect with your friends. You can connect with people overseas. You can, there is never ending abyss of great entertainment on, I mean, you can binge on great shows forever. The movies just keep coming. One sport ends and the next one starts. There's, there is endless information. And so our temptation is just to, just to salivate and it just keeps competing for your time, which your time is what forms your affection. And that affection is formed by your focus. And I'm asking you, delete something. Straight up. I know you're a, a competent person. So you've got a to-do list, all right? Create a not-to-do list in 2018. Like, I just want you to make a list. Fill it out. I mean, there's some things that Renata and I, we just, this is it's cultural stuff, and we just don't do it. Like, we just put it on. It's just, it's just not part of our family culture. We just don't. Why? Because these other things we've given calendar time to, and because we put calendar time to those things, it just squeezes out some other things. And so get real with it. Hey, everybody, technology is here to stay. Are you going to let it dominate your life? Or could it be possible that that desire to thirst first for or God would potentially increase as you spend time with him? And the way you'll spend time with him is if you make space. And the only way to make space, you have, none of you are bored. None of you are like, oh, what should I do? I, no, your lives are, are all of our, they're filled up, whether it's, whether it's the kids' sports, whether, I mean, it's just amazing. So I am saying, delete some good things so that you can get some God time and be with him and let your spirit start to soar and put that in there, first place. Okay, God, man, I, I want some good things, but God, I, I, want, I want you. And you. You won't change. Your desires won't change until you change what you do every day. That's why 21 days is so strategic because it takes 21 days to form a habit. And our hope is that after 21 days of prayer, this habit would be inside of you. I thirst first for God. I spent, he is my number one. And I got a lot to do in 2018, but God, mm, far more than just pay these bills or get that house or pay down that mortgage or buy that car or, or upgrade that car or go on that trip or, or you fill in the blank. Here's what is number one. Here's what is the, God. Deer thirsts. God, I'm not quite there yet, but I want to be. Increase the ache in my heart. Holy Spirit, do a fresh work. Let a great work of grace take place in me that I might not mock that psalm as if that guy is out of touch, but instead that I might say, but I will. I'm going to know God like If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.